What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Souls Podcast. This is Jonathan hey. Souls speaking with you now. I got the honor and privilege of talking to a sister from the motherland, somebody who is uh, at Ground Zero in Zimbabwe. She's going to uh, come on the show and tell us, you know, kind of what the feeling on the street is as they're going through this momentous change. Um, I'm going to uh, just give you her first name. Uh, Nyasha, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing really good. <laughs> name, right? Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to blame it on this dyslexia. I'm not going to do that. All right. So, uh, so you know, usually I focus on, like, you know, fiction and, 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 and you know, superheroes and publishing and mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. But um, I heard a story about uh, Emerson Nagua that he came in from the airport and the police was going to go nab him. But his security was dressed up as baggage handlers. And then when the police came up on him, they came out of their gear. And Did you ever hear that story? I did not hear that story. I've what? got to admit, man. I, t- yeah, I, was like, That's <laughs> I missed James that bit. I missed that bit. <laughs> so, so we want to talk about the soft coup. Maybe we call it a diet coup. Mm-hmm. What are we calling it? The coup light? What are we calling it? A coup light. I like coup light. I was going to go for coup light too. <laughs> you know what I mean? A little coup light that y'all had over in Zimbabwe. Uh, folk know mm-hmm. Robert Mugabe, not John Mugabe. That was the heavyweight boxer that fought Marvelous Marvin Hagler back in the 80s. I'm talking about John uh, Robert Mugabe, who, uh, you know, he's been in power since like, what, uh, eighty something. Uh, right? ninety to eighty or seventy nine. Yeah, 80, yeah, about yeah. thirty seven years or so. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, ninety three years old. You know, got a cute wife. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, fifty something. And uh, <laughs> people were talking about like a bedroom coup. What's 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 going on, uh, Yasha? What's happening with that? So, uh, so yeah, you've got Mugabe who's been in power since independence, really. I mean, I, I have never known anyone else to be president of this country, which is kind of weird to think of. I'm 22 years old, and that's the first time I've seen any change in politics whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he takes over in 1980. World's pretty excited about what's happening. And as time goes on, the country slowly disintegrates, and you've got a series of very serious economic crises. But he manages to stay on top of things because he keeps the military happy. Um, until recently when he fired his vice president, MSM Nangagwa, who is now the president, uh, and the military didn't take too kindly to that. On top of that as well, all the banks made this new thing where you can't move any money out of uh, Zimbabwe if it's in a Zimbabwean bank account. So the economy is crashing. Their kind of favorite guy within the political within the political party has also been ousted, um, probably at the hand of Mugabe's wife as well. So it's not looking great. He was also a liberation veteran as well. So he's, he, there's a big emotional part to it as well. The party who are leading now led Zimbabwe to independence essentially. So it's an emotional thing. It's sentimental, and um, so yeah. So the military comes through. They kind of just sit everyone down. I actually, I actually came back to Zimbabwe a week ago after the coup had started, mm-hmm. and was expecting something really different. But the the military guys were really friendly. I mean, I rolled out from the airport with my mum, and they stopped us and they looked inside. And one of the guys made a joke about me hiding someone in the suitcase, and that was yeah. it. And they let us through. So it's been pretty relaxed <laughs> as far as coups go. It's been it's been pretty pleasant. Um, wow. And wow. so yeah, so we now you, have a new you president for the first you, time. You mentioned the economy. Um, 
Yeah. Is the economy one of the reasons why, you know, folk are coming back to the country or people left in the first place? I mean. Yeah, the economy. I mean, there's there's the political side of things as well. If you were a dissident, it was pretty hard to stay alive in Zimbabwe under Mugabe. But the economy was big, too. It's uh, yeah. I mean, we've got what I think between 10 to 5 percent employment at the moment. So realistically, if you want a job, you've got to get out the country. Um, and, you know, I mean, I was in Cape Town for a little bit in South Africa and pretty much that that's like a little Zimbabwe. Like if there was a crisis there, then it, you'd have to get the Zimbabwean government involved as well because there's so many Zimbabwean refugees there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of there's a lot of reason people left was because of the economy, especially um, you just can't really make a living. Wow. Now, what uh, what uh, currency are you using? You have your own uh, currency. I heard folk was using all types of currency over there even crypto um so we yeah we have bond notes i'm not really sure how to define them i haven't quite wrapped my head around them but they're like it's like our own currency but it's not a real currency and it's matched the the american dollar actually um and we use american dollars as well sometimes rands but mostly our bond notes in the u.s dollar uh and we we used to have our own currency which i'm sure you remember back in the day when it was I mean, I used to go to school every day with a bit more money because the inflation was so bad. So I start off on Monday with $10 for my pie. And then by the end of the week, I'd be getting $2,000 for that same pie. Um, So (laughs) it was was intense. So like, yeah, I think they kind of scrapped the idea. And the bond notes as well, that they were the reason for the protests earlier this year. Mm. Uh, Maybe it was last year now because, because people were so worried that the economy would crash again and the inflation would go up. And But yeah, there just aren't that many American dollars floating around in Zimbabwe anymore. So they had to come up with an alternative. And that was the bond notes. Okay, okay. So you have a significant portion of your population in South Africa. Do you feel like there's going to be like an influx over the next year or so or no? People going to wait um, and see. I mean... People, people seem pretty excited to come back, to be honest, from what I've heard, just from like talking to people and on social media, there's this kind of, uh, but I guess it's also a running joke and everyone's like, whoa, like wait for the people who are still here to get their jobs and then come back. But I, I think a lot of people will wait and see. A lot of people will wait and see. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, from what I understand, uh, Mr. Uh, Nagwa has um, some close ties with the military. Uh, is, that, is that your understanding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got some very close ties to the military. The guy who actually uh, who led the coup is a very close friend of his as well, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of that's kind of uh, impacted the cabinet as well. All his sort of closest military friends are now taking top positions in the cabinet, from um, agriculture to education and information and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, you can see it in the new in the new ministry. Essentially, it's it's pretty much a military military ministry. Wow, that's interesting to have military people in charge of agriculture. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's different, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. I, I also <laughs> saw a little. Me. I saw a little article in uh, let's see, Times Live. Co. I'm like, is this is New Zealand? It says uh, Zimbabwe's Nagwa drops education minister after public outcry. So yeah. I think that happened today, actually. I haven't caught up on that myself, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think he is. Is it one of those Sorry. things where people were just complaining that the tuition was just too high? Um, no, I think it's more just a case of, uh, so 
he's I think he's he will try a lot harder to play to the tune of the people um and it's less to do with tuition and more just to do with um I think it was the individual who he appointed more than mm-hmm. the stuff he's been doing um because that's that's been a kind of like there's been a kind of lull in people's excitement people were really happy when it first happened mm-hmm. and now that he's appointed this new ministry everyone's kind of looking at each other like um okay where's this going because this isn't the this isn't the progress and the sort of upwards motivation that they thought they'd see uh so i think it's more to do with that than to do with his actual policies yeah yeah uh, it's interesting you said that you're just coming back uh, into the country I remember reading an article about, um, you know, some municipalities in Ireland is basically telling their young people, their 20, you know, their college grads, if y'all want to work, y'all need to leave. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, this whole quote unquote Occupy thing supposedly started in America because basically white kids couldn't find work. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's like your country has got to take care of its young people. I mean, do you yeah, think that sure. Nagua has that has that understanding or is it too early to tell? Or? I think it's too early to tell. But based on what I'm seeing, I don't think there's going to be that sort of. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go in that direction simply because a lot of the people, a lot of the people who he's put into power are also the liberation veterans, the people who fought in the struggle and the people who've been in power for a long time. Anyway, I don't see. A, and yeah, he's younger than Mugabe, but. He's not quite the young, dynamic leader that we need. I mean, Jesus is younger than Mugabe. No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Moses? <laughs> Did Mugabe go to go to high school with Moses? Be honest. You tell me. I think he did. I've, I've heard rumors, but I can't confirm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's interesting. Um, I mean, over there, you know, you guys are, are going through this momentous change. Over here, yeah. our, our Senate just passed the bill. Uh, it, it was like it was a 500-page bill. The uh, senators only had about an hour to look at it, and one of the pages yeah. had some handwriting that folk couldn't even read, and they passed it. It's really? like what the hell? <laughs> oh man, I think I think Trump Trump sounds a lot like an African president to be honest. I see a lot of Trump in West Africa. I see, you know, I'm just waiting for him to get his medals on and his little sash and his military outfit, and like you've got everything you need. That does not sound like a good thing for America. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. He's supporting a lot of military people to power too. You know, in his cabinet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, so. uh so uh, your peers are are they uh, out of the country in the country people that you went to school um, with people that you grew up with what's the sense where where are they most of them are actually out of the country to be honest i mean a lot of them are now doing their uh, doing their first degrees in south africa it's a pretty common thing to do a lot of them are just completely relocated to the states and to england and to south africa as well just uh just yeah as economic refugees because it just became so hard living in this country uh like when i was a kid you'd go to the store and you'd you'd see like a 10 15 minute queue to get bread and it's not quite that bad anymore there's been a lot more investment in that area but it was yeah a lot of my peers have gone and some of them are coming back a few of us have been back and the few of us who come back kind of sit around for a couple of months and then find somewhere else to move to be honest i don't think yeah and it's a shame because it's that's that's what the country needs is young young educated people to come back and want to do something but no one seems to be able to stick around very long now let's talk about 
Grace. What what was the word that you heard about uh, Grace Mugabe? Was it really supposed to be like a bedroom coup? Was he supposed to slide her in and it become some kind of dynasty thing? I mean, what was your what was your sense? I mean, I'm not sure. I don't think that's what he was trying to do because he refused to name a successor. Every time people asked him, he'd shoot them down completely and claim that, he, you know, it, it was ridiculous to ask that question until he was dead, essentially. But I think that he was a 93-year-old man and, you know, nothing against old people. But the older you get, the harder it is for your mind to work and you need a lot of support. And she was that support. So mm -hmm. I think to a certain extent, she kind of, you know, you hear stories about him being offered like a drink or food at an event and her having to nudge him and tell him to take it and then tell him to eat it. And because he fell asleep a lot and he needed someone to wake him up and to remind him what was happening. And she was that person. So I think it was... Uh, I think she was just taking advantage of the situation a lot. Um, and I don't think he was necessarily aware of that. Uh, I think he just trusted his wife too much. Mm. So she was a younger, cuter Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I think so. That's <laughs> a good analogy. <laughs> Basically, you know what I mean? What it, what it was, you have an old... You know, yeah. our respect, see now, you know, politician, and, and you know, he just yeah, wasn't aware. Yeah. And then the wife is kind of guided. I mean, people say that, you know, for a period, Nancy was running the government, you, you know what I mean? Running the White House yeah. uh, kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah. So is there any ill will? You Are you picking up any ill will on the street for Grace and, and for, for Mr. Mugabe and people just like good riddance? Are they burning his pictures in the street? What's going on? Um, no, no burning of pictures. I mean, there's been an, a lot of ill will towards Grace for a while, to be honest. People have kind of been aware of what she's doing mm -hmm. um, for a little bit. Uh, and towards him, uh, I think people are just really excited to see him go. And surprisingly, I mean, he's getting a, like a 10 million US dollar uh, sort of payout as he oh, leaves, damn. like a retirement package almost, which is a lot of money. And I haven't seen that much protest against that. And the reasoning for that is because he led the country for 37 years and he led the country to freedom to a certain extent as well. So people are kind of, you know, they it's everyone's kind of the, of the opinion that he just stayed too long. And if he'd left a bit sooner, then it all would have been good. And so that there's not too much like animosity anymore. Um, it was just a celebration more than a, you know, show of hatred or violence. It was excitement and happiness. It was a positive thing. It was a positive feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, I remember um, running through Philadelphia. It was 90, was it 91? It might have been 90, it might have been 90, 92, 93. I was running through uh, Philadelphia because Nelson Mandela was speaking that mm -hmm. like this, you know, thing. And I ran and caught a cab and ran and he was doing like this tour right after he got out. And I guess, you know, it was, yeah. And everything. Would you, would you, is it a fair comparison between, you know, Mandela and, and Mugabe? Cause both of them were kind of like liberation type leaders and historical figures who later on, you know, ran the country. Is that a fair comparison in your eyes or no? Um, I think, yeah, to a degree, to a degree. I think Mugabe fell from grace pretty much as soon as he got into power. And I think, um, I think the excitement about, I think in terms of the way the world saw them, yeah, they're very similar figures, just in terms of like leading, you know, leading their, their countries to freedom and like, sort of like being open and liberal and a lot of democracy, a lot of promise. Um, but I think, 
yeah, Mugabe fell from grace very soon, very quickly. He turned sour and the world kind of just turned turned their eye from it because no one wanted to get involved anymore and everyone kind of wanted to wash their hands from the situation. Um, but people people had the same amount of excitement for both of them, I think, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, just to wrap it up so I can let you get back to your evening, um, can you give me your best case scenario? What would that wish list look like? What's the best case scenario for Zimbabwe in the next five years? Um, the best case scenario, uh, I hate to say this as a political science major, but I don't think political democracy is the, the uh, priority right now. I think what they need is to just put a cabinet of ministers who are skilled and who are dynamic and who can sort out the country's economy and get people basic health care, get people jobs, get people better education. And for now, that is all that matters. That is all that matters. And from there, democracy will take shape. But right now, what the people need is stability and what they need is is basic basic provisions and, you know, just a, a decent living, essentially. Wow. Nasha Anonymous, thank you very much for appearing on John Soul. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you for having me. <laughs>